You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. GF move into your BFs about, about to, to get effed in the B. I can't believe we didn't bring that lineup last week on the Scott Pilgrim. Uh, I can believe it. It's we, there's so much that we could know up and we and we couldn't. And that's why this week we're talking about Scott Pilgrim versus the World again, <laughs> part two, <laughs> part two. No, I uh, was helping GF um, get settled into her, her apartment. She moved into a place a couple of uh, months ago over the summer. Yeah, and has been uh, living around boxes. Where where and, is that? Uh, uh, she's you know, her address is. No, I'm talking about like what area? Where did she, where did she <laughs> move to? She's in apartment three. Because I know she was like what near Las Colinas or something. She was. She was way the fuck out in uh, Irving, Irving, Texas. Uh, but now she's she's in Deep Ellum, cool little part of town. Wow. In uh, in the lofts up there. That's Look at cool. you. Look at you judging with your eyes, Jeff. It's it's yeah, cool. I'm not, I'm not judging. It's a big open space. And uh, we filled it. Blah. Wide open spaces. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I hope she doesn't listen to this one. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'm talking I, about I filling was, spaces. I was quoting a freaking song. Double you were getting dirty. I was making I'm sexual. sure she loves that. I'm sure you come home and you're like, so Jenna, 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 I made a joke. <laughs> Guess what? Jenna, Jenna, listen. Like, will you guys go Get back your and blood you, listen, ready. you listen to the podcast back and you're like, Jenna, <laughs> listen, see that's the thing I said. <laughs> she that didn't right even there. listen to the one that she was on. That's I don't think she's going to listen to these. That's the, that's the thing. That's, that's not true. She that listened. was what I said. Thanks for listening. I know she listened. What, why would she listen to the one that she, she was sitting here when we were talking that's about true. the movie? She lived it. Yeah. So why would she sit around and like be like, okay, Joel, let's listen to let's you relive. talk some more. Because <laughs> she <laughs> can't get I enough of me, let me, Joe. Let me listen. To, I mean, obviously. I don't mm-hmm. know. Man, you've got that chick dickmatized. <laughs> wow. If only you knew who wore the pants in this relationship, you'd be laughing. I like that, though. Is that the Urban Dictionary? we got to add that. Dickmatized? Yep. Oh, I think that's used. Yeah. Oh, damn. I, I definitely think that's What was used. the one that I learned the other day? Oh, fuck. This is horrible radio. We'll, we'll wait. Shit. We'll wait. No, 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 no. Jeff, we'll cut this part we'll out. Cut no, this part out, Jeff. Don't cut it out, Jeff. Are we Keep even it. rolling yet? So that Yeah, we are. Okay. Rolling. We're rolling. <laughs> that's what they call it. Listen, I'm from a film background, Joe, so I use film terminology sometimes. Yeah. Cinema verite, perhaps you've heard Cinema of it. Cinema verite to you. That's right. <laughs> Mariska Hargitay. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, this is the editing yes. day on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. My name's Joel. This is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes they're bad movies. Sometimes they're good movies. Whatever the case may be, uh, we will watch these films and then come back here every week and discuss them with each other, break them down. Break it down. Uh, and also talk about them with you, yep. our lovely editing bay listeners. And you can always talk back to us on Facebook. Uh, just go to Facebook in the search bar, put in the editing bay, mm-hmm. and uh, and you can find us that way. And always give us some feedback on what you thought about the episode, what you thought about the movie we were talking about, yeah. uh, all kinds of stuff. And suggest your own films. Oh, we got a list going here, man. We have a list, and uh, I don't know if you picked this one off the list. Uh, I didn't. I went a little. Uh, I, I went topical because uh, somebody had a birthday this last week. What? I don't know why I'm saying it like Oprah. <laughs> you have a birthday, and you have a birthday. Everybody gets a birthday. How does it feel, man? Was this a big one for you? It's 38. Okay, so it, no. it wasn't a big. Oh, one. I, I should know that. We're you, you we're should. we're almost the same age. Yeah, but I mean, you don't care. Uh, I do. I just have a horrible you memory. Have to, you have to pay attention to somebody else. I've smoked myself retarded. <laughs> 
That's horrible. That's, you're, you're very non-PC. I'm going to give you that. You're, you're just not figuring this out two and, years in on this, this podcast. this movie proves yet for a third time what? Uh, how much of a fan you are of homophobic films. <laughs> That's not why I like it. That's a small part of this film. Yeah. Who's, well, yeah, I guess they do use the F word, don't they? They sure do. I noticed that. That's weird that I we made two. that note. I was like, this is three films in a row that Joel has picked That's right. that oh. have had homophobic uh, undertones. You cracked my code, Joe. That's, that's what I've been doing. It's your source code. It's my theme. You're Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> have you ever seen that? I did. I actually I never liked saw that, movie. that movie. It's good. Yeah? It's fun. It's, okay. um, you know, the only complaint I'll make about it. <clears throat> cool story. Uh, so today Jeff- we're talking. <laughs> Fuck you. Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright is doing a little bit of overacting, uh-huh. or maybe somebody wasn't directing him to. If hey, anybody hey, needs to know who, who Jeffrey Wright is, he's Felix Leiter in the new uh, the new James Bond movies, and he was also Peoples Hernandez in the Shaft remake. Dude, loved him in that. Yeah. Also, you know, the first time I saw him was on an episode of Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, really? starring across uh, Sean Patrick Flannery. Sean Patrick Flannery, yeah. one of the uh, the Boondock Saints. That's right. Every time I say Boondock Saints, I think of that that comic strip, The Boondocks. Every time I say in, in, uh, Sean Patrick oh, Flannery, yeah. I think <laughs> Every Neil time Patrick you say Harris. What? I know. I'm confused. You made that mistake last time, and it was really funny. <laughs> the end. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so I chose birthday movie this year in honor of you, Joe. I meant to bring you something, uh, but I didn't. So <laughs> you, instead. You, you brought Your <laughs> presence is your yes, present. My gift to you is continued friendship. So, I like that. Happy birthday. We'll, we'll go with that. That Let's, sounds good. You bought yourself another year. <laughs> <I sure have. laughs> That's such an asshole thing oh, to say. Oh, my God. So tell us about this movie that you picked, Joel. Well, this is a movie all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. No, uh, it was... Are you dying right now? Is that your? Are you death rattling on me? I'm sighing. It's the biggest sigh and rolling my eyes oh. so much. I like it because this is a movie that I had only seen for the first time maybe a few years ago. Uh-huh. And up until last night, Did I'm Did you realizing see it again? Did you see it again since then? Just last night. Just last night, okay. Mm-hmm. And, and really, that was the first time I'd seen it in sequential order. It's one of these things that I keep popping <laughs> you like in. To, you like the Tarantino through. movies where you're like, uh, I'm going to go with chapter <laughs> seven first and then go on back to one. It adds to the mystery. You the put intrigue. your DVDs on shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, by chapter. <laughs> Every now and then a Scott Pilgrim uh, <laughs> chapter will show up. So you never know. It's pretty neat. Yeah. Why is Joan Cusack fighting <laughs> Matthew Patel? <laughs> all of a sudden. That's a callback, folks, to last week's episode. Yeah. Uh, no, but uh, 16 Candles, this is a <sighs> classic John Hughes. Like, this is the most John Hughesian movie I think he ever made. Because it's it's all of his... Really? No, you don't think so? You you have furrowed brow, as yeah. I say that. Yeah. You know, what what would the be for you the most John Hughesian The movie? most John Hughesian movie is mm-hmm. probably... Like, you could make an uh, argument for Breakfast Club, It's either Breakfast Club or Weird Science for me. Ooh, interesting. Also starring Matthew... No. No, Anthony Michael <laughs> Neil Hall. Neil Patrick Hall. That's right. <laughs> Anthony Michael Hall is in that one as well. He does like to use the same people, doesn't he? He does. He's got his, his group peoples. of people. Yeah. Peoples Hernandez's. You know why they call me Peoples? Why? Because you take care of your peoples. <laughs> <laughs> That's the line, isn't that it? That is the line. That's actually a good movie, too. It is. It is. We've already talked about Let's it. Let's talk about every movie except <laughs> the one we're talking about today. So we're going to talk about Birdemic today. <laughs> oh, God. Why is that? That's Just a hanging back. out. Hanging out <laughs> with the family. Hanging out with my family. <laughs> having ourselves a party. <laughs> I want that on shuffle. <laughs> and put it in the middle of yeah, your Scott right Pilgrim. in the middle of, uh, yeah. Uh, all right, so 16, 16 Candles. 16 Candles, 1984. Uh, PG. Can you believe this movie's PG? No, not with the first five minutes of the movie where she's like, I can't believe they forgot my fucking uh, birthday or and they then fucking we see, forgot. we see tits like ten minutes later. Oh, yeah. In a PG movie? Are you kidding? Yeah. And this isn't 1954 or 64. No. 84. A- unless somebody jumped into their DeLorean. <laughs> when did they <laughs> Back in time. Marty, 
When did the PG-13 <laughs> thing come around? That must have been... That was created for... We've talked about that. That was Temple created Doom, for right? Temple of Doom. But yeah. I thought that was like 82. Maybe no, not. No, Temple of that's... Doom was... A, that was Raiders of the Lost Ark was like 82. Uh, I thought that was Empire Strikes Back. Temple of Doom was... I think Temple of Doom was the same year. Uh, as this? Yeah. All right, so maybe... Uh, Jeff, why don't you check that out? Make yourself useful. Maybe the boobs uh, and the F word. And, and maybe engage us a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> maybe the, the throwing around the F words. The F words... Uh, in this film is what uh, prompted the PG-13 rating. <laughs> I'll take S swords for two hundred. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's a there's there's an F bomb, mm-hmm. like within the first five minutes of this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't like anybody in this film. <laughs> Going back to this movie, yes, the characters for the first time in a long time. Yeah, when's the last time you saw it? And wh- what do you got, Jeff? What? Release here for Temple of Doom. For Temple of Doom? 84. 84. What do you know? Boom. There you go. Uh, So, and it was, obviously, it was probably later in the year, where they're like, oh my God, chilled monkey brains and people ripping hearts out of chests? (laughs) Nick, surprise. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) What's the surprise? Eyeball soup. (laughs) No one says eyeball soup. I know, but I'm Nobody says. But this is an audio medium. Do you have something simple like soup? What is it? The snake surprise, the monkey brains, eyeball soup, and something else. Uh, I remember for Halloween one year, we made all of those things. You know, you can get the gummy eyeballs out of gumball machines. Not, you know what? I think that was it. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah, I think that was all. And then you. I, oh, they were eating was, the bugs. They were eating the bugs. That were, oh, yeah, that's right. The beetles. They, they were eating like beetles, like it was uh, like artichoke hearts or something. <laughs> they were like, just eating those. Um, that was a gross movie when you go back and think about it. Not just the hearts and like the food, but like then there's that whole bit when they're in the cavern and all the bugs and stuff. Oh, I was scarred for uh, w- by some. Sounds like scenes. I step on fortune cookie. <laughs> That's no fortune cookie doll. <laughs> I don't know why he would call short round doll. I don't know either. But now I've got this whole like image of you and I next Halloween. You dress <laughs> yes! up as Indiana Jones and I'll be short round. Oh, oh, that'd be great. <laughs> No time for love, Dr. Joel. <laughs> Indiana Joel. I'll do that. I'll end up whipping myself in the lip, though. Yeah, you would. With your cock. <laughs> 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 All right. Can we talk about this fucking movie? We can. You I told very Sarah, excited. I told Sarah, I was like, this one hopefully is going to be a short one. I feel like <laughs> well, Joel's like, no, <laughs> we have to talk for an hour and 20 minutes every week. No, we can. Uh, we, we can. Th- there's some major points I need to make, make about this film. You've already mentioned it that probably doesn't hold up. The characters, are, some of them are deplorable. Uh, almost all of them are deplorable. Oh, uh, even like, Molly Ringwald? Molly Ringwald's, I mean, she she's like, I guess I got to go downstairs and let my parents wish me a happy birthday and then bitches because no one's wishing her a happy birthday <laughs> but she's a 15 slash she is 15 going on 16 i know that's not how the song goes but uh, that's how girls of that age are uh-huh. so i kind of bought it and you feel sorry for her because her entire family forgot her birthday because, well and, and not for no reason birthday. not for no reason though okay i mean there's a hectic amount of shit going on in that house okay her older sister's got a wedding coming up like the next day the very next day now granted somebody should have been like, oh, that's the day after uh, this, Samantha's birthday. This is problem number one I have in this film. I feel like when the when the wedding date was set a year prior, after her sister had been uh, proposed to, and they set the date, um, somebody there would have been a conversation that went like, oh, you're getting married the day after your sister's birthday. We should remember that. Like it would have been a thing all yes. the twelve months leading uh-huh. up to the wedding. Yeah. There's like, no way anybody like, would have forgotten. Wow, what that. a weird thing. Like we're gonna have a double celebration. Or, it's gonna be Samantha's birthday mm-hmm. and then so and so's wedding. I can't remember her older sister's uh, it name. It was Ginny, was Ginny? that her name? Yeah, or, or you pull her aside and you say, Hey, uh, maybe pick the week after or yeah. the week before. Yeah. Maybe you shouldn't uh, steal your, your 16-year-old uh, sister's uh, thunder. Yeah. And yet she did. And she did. That whore. 
<laughs> but she kind of gets her comeuppance. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Like, this movie does this weird thing where, like, it, within the third act, it completely switches gears where there's, like, no antagonist. Like, nobody's... Nobody... And, and I like that in more skillfully made films mm -hmm. where it's kind of... Because I do believe in real life there are no bad guys. Like, well, except Hitler. Um, <laughs> hey, just misunderstood. <laughs> but but I do, gray areas. I believe like, still in, in situations like what we encounter as people right. day to day, I don't think there are bad people. Yeah. I don't think, you know, I just think that there are horrible circumstances that make people react maybe ways that they sure. shouldn't. Some people are more selfish than others. Uh, yeah, well, that's true. I mean, there's you. That's right. Um, I only care <laughs> by myself. Proven fact. That's right. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> I take my birthday back. It's a good thing I didn't get you a present. <laughs> I'd be snatching it back from your clammy hands right now. Maybe that's why I'm acting out. First Bueller's Day Off? Is that John Hughes? No. I don't think that was. No? Wait, what? He it? wrote it. He wrote that. But he... that was a Chris Columbus? Columbus? Maybe it was Chris Columbus. I don't think John Hughes directed it, though. No, you're probably right. He wrote a lot of a lot of stuff that he did not direct. Although, I like him as a director. I like the opening sequence of this film, where um, you're not really seeing any faces. You're seeing close-ups of... It really sets you right there in... I guess they're in high school, right? Yeah, 16 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't think about it. Well, because like that and junior high kind of merged together for me. You know what? Jo oh, here's a good question, Joe. Did you have... Seventh and eighth grade was that junior high? And it was a middle school. It was middle school. Seventh and eighth was middle school, and then I went to high school starting in the ninth. See, grade. for me, middle school was five and six. Junior high was seven and eight, and then nine through twelve. And then I've heard other people where it's like only ten through twelve was high school. And well, the Allen High School now is ten through twelve. Why are they fucking shit up? I Why don't know, can't man. we stick with a format? I don't know. Tradition. Tradition. <laughs> we must stick with tradition. Tradition. <laughs> Life is full of traditions. What was I looking up, Ferris Bueller? Dude, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, I don't buy the premise that uh, everybody would have forgotten her birthday uh -huh. because I feel like it would have been made a bigger deal. Yeah. So yes, family automatically assholes. Uh -huh. Stamp, stamping them right now. Yes. Uh, so we can check them off the list. Who's mm -hmm. the next asshole on this film? Jake. My God, the Jake Ryan, Jake Ryan character. So I'm watching this with Jenna, the GF, and uh -huh. uh, she is. Oh, I, I had a T-shirt. Uh, I love Jake Ryan. She was all about Jake Ryan uh -huh. when she was a kid. So we're watching it again. Did she realize how much of an <laughs> asshole Jake Ryan is in this uh, movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially that third act there where he's pimping out his pimping girlfriend. Pimping out his girlfriend and then gets kind of a little like butt hurt over the fact that she's moved on to somebody else. When his whole plan was to be like, I think I'm going to hook up with this other yeah. girl. He, he totally neglected her at the party. Yeah. He slams her, her hair her hair in, in the, the door. door. That's the other part, And too. he's like, leave me alone. Yeah, and close yeah. the door. I'm like, uh, what? Also, before you get into your point, okay. I want to talk about how science fiction the character of Jake is in this movie. <laughs> A high school kid yeah. who's got like the most gorgeous woman in school yeah. wanting to fucking jump his bones. And he's spending his fucking night going through a fucking yearbook yeah. and, like, reflecting on that one girl that was in class. The one who, who I didn't even know her name. I didn't look at her or care about her until I found out that she that had she, a crush she on me. She has a crush on me, that she Guys, wants to have sex. That's not love. No. That's, that's fleeting, to quote Chasing Amy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that cheapens it already because uh -huh. now he's just looking for some strange. Yeah. It's not true love. It's not like he it's realized. It's something new. It's what something it, different. Yeah. It's a new challenge for exactly. Jake. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to get her a cake, and we're going <laughs> to sit on her table. I do like... Like, get off the fucking furniture, asshole. That's why they made chairs. <laughs> yeah, he he makes a point. So he has the party in the third act, right, uh -huh. at his house, and then everybody trashes it up. 
and when he's coming down, he's talking to Anthony Michael Hall, and uh, he's blaming the, her. The, the, the one, the person who fucking carries this entire movie, Anthony Michael as, Hall. As far as I'm concerned, I yes. will agree with you there. Yeah. Is he an asshole in this film? No, I mean he he's he he is throws a his product, friends under the bus. He's a product of circumstance, it, like what I was saying. You know, he's not really an asshole. Mm-hmm. He's overcompensating. Yes. He's he's trying to be something that he's not, which is some something that we can all identify with sure. in high school. But don't you go ahead finish? But me. but at the same time, he's trying to save face. But you do have that moment. You have that that Wolfman Jack moment from uh, yeah, from, uh, American from, from American Graffiti. You've got that Wolfman Jack moment with hey, Anthony Michael Hall when they're in the car and he's talking to her, and they there's there's actually like a genuine like friendship, a genuine connection that and that starts there. That is a really sweet little scene. And he even has that scene with Jake where he's mixing them up some martinis yes. or whatever and has a talk with him there too. Anthony Michael Hall is the most genuine character yeah. in this movie. He is likable. Although I kind of get the impression that, you know, because he's got this faux confidence, were he to look like Jake Ryan. Ryan, Jake? Jake Ryan? Yeah, Jake Ryan. He would be an asshole. He's only not an asshole because he, 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 he got... Delta yeah. poor hand genetics. <laughs> genetically, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess he skates past, but yeah, I I do love the scenes with him. But he 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 does throw his friends over the bus, uh, over the bus, under it, around it, around through it, through it. it. Yeah. Exactly. When uh, there's that big beer pyramid, yes. can when they make it to the party, and yeah. it just collapses when he his leans friends. By the, the way, table. one of them played by a young John Cusack. John Cusack, who I feel like even looking the way he looks in this film, and uh, as young and nervous as he is, still cooler and hotter. Then Anthony Michael Hall, I don't buy that wow, he would have been following hotter. him around. Well, I mean, more attractive. Huh. He's aloof. He's got dark hair. <laughs> P- girl, girls like that. <laughs> S- smells of... He's brooding. Uh, <laughs> smells of some... some. What, what, I can't even Shit, think of... what's a, the line? I can't, yeah. even, I can't even think of a good... Uh, a good like cologne that kids used to wear back Dracar in high school. Noir. Yeah, some some cool water. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Aqua Velva. Aqua Velva. I had God, both of those. 1950s. <laughs> So uh, so yeah, uh, this this whole movie is basically what could have been forty five minutes of a story, like interminably stretched Aww. to fill an hour and a half. It is kind of all over the place, and and you think about halfway through because it's kind of all set within a twenty four hour period, right? Uh, yeah, I it's guess. her birthday. You think the movie called Sixteen Candles would kind of revolve around this day. Uh-huh. But we're 45 minutes into it, and the day is almost over. <laughs> like, it is dark outside. I'm like, there's still half of this movie left. I, I have a note here that says, checks time code, 8 minutes and 44 seconds in. Is this seriously not done yet? Oh, those are my favorite parts when they're introducing the characters. And I, I, going back to that scene around the high school where it's just a series of close-ups, that opening uh, montage. Uh-huh. Didn't that make you feel nostalgic? Didn't that kind of t- immediately take you back to that time and no, place? That's not really how my high school worked. Mine wasn't either, but still, but you knew people like that. You see the people holding hands, and there's the girl like drawing the heart on her knee through her ripped jeans. Uh-huh. Like it felt very authentic. I feel all of this stuff must have been ripped from re- from John Hughes's reality, right? Uh, like he knew all these. He well, there's, was there's Anthony Michael Hall. Something that's kind of constant when it comes to John Hughes movies. Mm-hmm. And I feel like John Hughes kind of experienced life from many different points of view. Like, I have a feeling that John Hughes was the geek at one point. Oh, and then absolutely. John Hughes was kind of the accepted... Because the way he speaks from different points of view... I'm going to give John Hughes this with his writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've talked about this before. It's important when you write a story, when you write a script specifically, that the characters speak with different voices. And some of his characters actually do speak genuinely with different voices mm-hmm. uh he's coming at things from different perspectives uh you know when you've got that moment between samantha and her father 
It's yeah. actually a very sweet That's a moment. That's a great scene. Uh, even though he doesn't quite get it at first. Uh, but still, it's a very cute scene. You've got that. You've got the moment between Samantha and Anthony Michael Hall's character, mm-hmm. Ted. Uh, you know, it, you've got some of the... Uh, one of the things that really impresses me about John Hughes mm-hmm. is that he writes a decent bit of dialogue for women. Yeah. You know, you, usually I can pinpoint and be like, oh my God, this is so obviously That's written by a, a guy. would have said, yeah. And I feel like he kind of attacks things from a very unique feminine perspective yeah. when he writes. Yeah, that's true. Uh, He's very in touch with his emotions. And and I feel like that's probably why the guy was successful making movies where it was a female protagonist that mm-hmm. carried us through the story, uh, usually played by Molly Ringwald. Molly Ringwald, yeah. Uh, so I, I was impressed. I'm impressed by that. Uh, but at, at its heart, I feel like I feel like 16 Candles started off as a great premise, but I feel like in the execution of both the script and the film itself, mm. I feel like it lost its way. Where did it lose you? It lost me where um, probably the fact that like we hit the big school dance within the first like 45 <laughs> minutes of the That's movie. That's what I'm saying. I know. And, and then there's still an hour of movie <laughs> yes. left after this. Ends with a wedding, yeah. There's too much. Like There's too much shit going on condense this story mm. it's fun to have like it, it i could i see what you're going for with the, trying to add like the goofy grandparents mm-hmm. and like that that whole dynamic of adding them into the story yeah. and ooh, look how wacky this is and i don't think he was quite as successful with that as someone like say savage steve holland was with his movie better off dead where mm-hmm. you've got the way that the Lane character, played by John Cusack, the Lane character interacts with his wacky fucking family, mm-hmm. and how it, you know, it's so exaggerated that I feel like it's more effective at illustrating how just how much turmoil this character is feeling because these these are exaggerated characters, and so you feel like from this person's perspective, hmm. that's how these people are behaving and reacting. Uh, I get it. When you can kind of you can kind of maybe see through the you know. Uh, Read between the lines and be like, okay, this is obviously what not it was how like in really reality. Being, but you know, this is how it feels to this character. I like that. Whereas with this movie, it was just a little bit <clears throat> where John Hughes was able to speak with different voices with many characters. Mm-hmm. I feel like he didn't quite succeed when it came to like the grandparents. The grandparents were very like two dimensional. Like, sure, boom, this is them. Uh, they really don't serve a purpose other than to be in the way. Most of the family was. The little brother was. I love the little brother, by the way. Yeah. We need more of him in this film. Yeah. Because like, he, he knocks the first couple of minutes out of the park, and uh-huh. we don't see him again until the end. No, he, he's good. He's but good. yeah, you're right. And even the mom doesn't really have much of a chance to shine. Like you said, there was that one aforementioned scene with the father. Yeah. Although... When it works, it works, and I do love. There's a great, scene, there's a great line in that scene when you know she's broken up about Jake Ryan, and it might he's be the, coming down to the, apologize. The same scene, yeah. the same line same that I line? wrote down. Really? Go ahead. Go ahead. He's, he's apologizing for sorry we missed your birthday, and he thinks she's talking about her sister's wedding, but she kind of confides in him. No, it's a boy, and so then they start talking about boys, and uh, she's talking about how she has a crush, and she says it, it just hurts. And he says, well, that's, that's why, why they, they call, they call them crush. crushes. Yeah. Isn't that a great line? That's a cool line. I also wrote down the, you know, something that kind of got me, and it made me think of, like, you know, the future with me and Harper. Like with jetpacks? And, uh, like with jetpacks. <laughs> uh, where he says to her, like, if this guy can't see in you all the wonderful things that I yes. see, then it's him who has uh, the problem. Oh, swoon. And I'm like, oh, man, you know, like, mm-hmm. and that's, I could totally, like, that's the kind of thing that, like, if my daughter is is, like, broken up and, like, crying on a couch or whatever, and I'm like, that's totally the kind of thing that I'll be, you know, I would say to her, you know, that to, 
I could I could see that. I've heard myself say those words before to people, and oh. and it's like, oh man, oh dude, is this a little sneak peek and what I've got in store for me? <laughs> and then I'm like, man, if somebody fucking hurts my daughter, I'm I'm a, yes. I'm a whoop some fucking ass. The wrath of Joe. Yeah. Uh, well, Molly Ringwald is 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 good in those scenes when she's dealing with actors. Not and so, that's pretty much it. Not so not, good. Not when she has to fucking just summarize what just happened four minutes ago, which is what she does throughout this entire she movie. She does talk to herself a lot. She talks to herself for the purpose of summarizing what the audience yeah. just saw. It's totally for our benefit and not something that she would realistically do in... Uh, yeah, we. Well, I guess you need to say it initially. Oh, my parents forgot my fucking birthday. Fine. But there's a lot of moments where, yes, she talks to herself. Not very convincingly. Well, there's that one scene where... where um, she goes to talk to Jake mm-hmm. at the uh, at the end of the dance. He's going to grab his jacket. Oh yes, and she doesn't say anything. And she runs around a corner and she's like, "What's wrong with me?" <laughs> he smiles at me, and then I freeze, and I gave some geek my underwear. Like, yeah, what? And she summarizes it, and it's like we already know. We just saw this. We saw this happen. I can't believe my grandmother felt me up. Uh, yeah, exactly. She delivers it like 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 a Charlie Brown voice actor, right? A little bit of times. <laughs> And then there's uh, earlier in the movie, like she's talking on the phone, which is hard to do, but you can you can tell when they have the other actor offset, like doing <laughs> yeah. the scene. Yes, that was not the case during this scene. <laughs> Leave pause for person to speak. Yes, yeah. Oh, you yeah, it. yeah. She's talking, and then she's repeating the question back. Why aren't I going to school today? <laughs> well, because I'm like who fucking nobody does nope, that. Nobody does it. I'm gonna start doing that with you though. Yeah, uh-huh. just on the phone. Hey Joe, what's going on? How was your birthday, uh, man? I'll be like, what's going on? How was my birthday? <laughs> <laughs> That's so obnoxious, <laughs> even in person. I can only imagine. <laughs> uh, what did you? All right. Well, let, let's let's move on down our list of horrible people in this film. Uh, if we're gonna put Jake Ryan on top, and I would because Jake yeah. Ryan's horrible. He's fucking horrible. He's a bad boyfriend. He didn't. Des- he doesn't deserve. No. He doesn't deserve precious any Molly of Ringwald. Pre- precious. The precious. <laughs> uh, I can't do it. I Plus can't all, do it. All. She's like three years younger than him too. So a little bit of cradle robin going on she's a senior or he's a senior and she's a freshman right or sophomore um and then yeah he says some horrible things about his current girlfriend too Uh that scene where he's talking with anthony michael hall after he fixes the martinis um and they're talking about oh you can have anybody you want or whatever why do you want this girl he says well i got caroline passed out in the bedroom i could take her 10 ways to sunday i I could violate her 10 different ways if i wanted to yes (laughs) what that's a horrible thing i I was like why are we okay with jake ending up with our protagonist in the story he never handles up on his business before deciding to pursue samantha Uh instead has ted take her home like avoiding it he pimps it avoids it absolutely And, and blames her for like trashing the house like he comes down after the party. Oh, Caroline, yeah. look what she Fucking did. Caroline, no, dude. It's your house. There's rules when you put when you throw a party. If you're in yeah. high school and you throw a party when your parents are out of town, there are fucking rules that you have to follow. Yeah. And you know what? You broke the cardinal fucking rule when mm-hmm. you just decide to go lock yourself up in yes. your fucking bedroom exactly. and flip through a goddamn yearbook. Mm-hmm. Be responsible, motherfucker. You tell it like it is, Joe. I'm trying to. You know, Draft House is doing a screening of 16 tonight. Candles tonight. I know. With Molly Ringwald there. You want to go there. see it? You want to go see it? She's doing a Q&A. Oh, is she in town? She's there for it. Interesting. No, fuck that. <laughs> Bring the guy who brought, who played Jake uh, Jake uh, Ryan. Yeah, we'll just throw I tomatoes at him. I keep to say Jake Weiler because that's the uh, the Chris Evans character oh, so and not keep, another teen movie. I keep wanting to say Jack Ryan. Yeah. From, uh, from Clear and Present Danger. That's right. Uh, bring him in, because I got a lot of fucking questions <laughs> I'd like to ask him. I'd be like, motherfucker, all right, you need to sit the fuck down, because we got some fucking talking that we yes. need to do. Hey, that scene where you're contemplating rape, 
Uh, <laughs> well, simultaneously pimp, pimping out your current girlfriend. <laughs> like, we what was just, going? What was your motivation, just, asshole? We just we just call him Jake and treat him like he is that <laughs> yeah. character. So when you were in high school, yeah. uh, you're telling me you sat next to her in class for an entire semester <laughs> and never once decided that she might have some value until you found out that she had a crush on you. And then you show up at the fucking church where her <laughs> sister's getting married. You're right. not invited. No, she's probably she's part of the wedding party and she didn't go to the reception. You don't even park in the parking lot. You stand. <laughs> There across you the street, stood there across the street, flaunting your red hot Camaro. That's right, because it's just a panty dropper. And right after you just fucking sold, you basically sold your girlfriend like she was a fucking like 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 Johnny Lingo. Do you, <laughs> do you know that story, Johnny Lingo, about the man who who buys the woman for like two cows? No, was that that show on Comedy Central? No, Mahana Cartoon Network. It was about this. It's the story. Okay, so it's the story, Johnny Lingo. Uh-huh. And uh, it's about this guy, and he wants to marry this this girl. Mm-hmm. And the way that you would court a woman is that you would come to some to the family's home, and you would offer the father a gift. Mm-hmm. You would basically buy a girl. Sure. <laughs> and so Simpler you know, times. so so uh, so he gives he gives this guy two cows for his daughter. Mm. You know, and he's like, yeah, take her. She's ugly, take her. But my other daughter, she's like a sixteen cow woman or whatever. <laughs> she's a four. And cow-er. so he he ma- he marries Mahana. And Mahana feels loved, and because of this, she starts to display an unparalleled outward beauty. And so when her father mm. sees them again, he feels way. cheated. And he's like, no, 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 you cheated me. <laughs> Mahana is an eight-cow woman. You know, you you owe me. Ca-. And it's just about being happy and, like, you oh. know, appreciating someone for who they are. Sounds like it's about prenups. It, contracts. It prenups. You should always read the fine print. That's right. No takebacks. Mm. Sell your daughter for, for cattle. cows. <laughs> Another cow. <laughs> Don't have a cow. Another twister reference there. They say that in this movie. Don't have a cow. Do they? Yeah. Mm. When when uh, Jake's girlfriend is like, remember, I could have 20 guys who would kill oh, to love me. Oh, yeah. And he was like, is that a threat? I'd be like, my reaction would be like, um, yeah. then why don't you go see one of them? Sure. You know, uh I don't think this is the way we want to build a relationship. Well, and that, that brings we us emotionally blackmail each other. Brings us to the next horrible person in <laughs> yes. this film with Caroline. She uh she has a career where she plays horrible people though. Does she? What else is she? She done? was did you ever see that Madonna movie Who's That Girl Who's that with girl? Griffin Dunn? I did. Is she she's, the friend? She's the fiance. She's Griffin Dunn's fiance. Oh, no way. Throughout that entire movie that's Interesting. like you know, Loudon, Loudon, <laughs> you need to do this. Like she's she's a horrible person. So I wonder if that speaks to her actual character or if she's just really good like a really good actress playing roles like that. Or she's just a horrible person in real life. Here's the thing. They set her up in the movie, which is this is one of the few movies where you see like a John Hughes movie even too, where it's like people are checking out a naked woman in the shower mm-hmm. and it's two chicks. Yeah. <laughs> two chicks are checking out this naked woman in the shower and they even talk about they're like not only is she gorgeous but she's like super nice too. Yeah, it's like we haven't seen that yet. But but she's not. Who is she who is she nice to? Not she's, you guys. No, not to anybody. <laughs> yes. Not to her boyfriend. Uh-uh. Certainly not. Well, she gets nice to Anthony Michael Hall, but that's due to the obscene amount of alcohol she has consumed. Like, she's fucking blackout. She is blackout she's drunk. She's blackout drunk. She blacks this. out. She, but Her boyfriend convinces her- That it's him. That he is Anthony Michael Hall and vice versa. Yeah. Also kind of creepy. Kind of creepy. And also, why did Michael Anth- Anthony Michael Hall not remember what happened the night before? Yeah, he wasn't drunk. He wasn't drunk. He was lucid. He was driving the car. Yeah. Or unless he was just, was he playing coy because he didn't want to say? No, but- No, because he, he wa- wanted to remember. He wanted to, re- but, and he wakes up and he's like, what happened? Did we, 
She's did, like, I think did. Did you did. enjoy it? I think I did. That's so stupid. What? If you don't Ooh. remember something, why do you... Uh, I don't but also, it. like... Such fluff. It's someone you don't even know. I know. It's someone you don't know, yeah, it's Joel. Called, it's called rape. Uh-huh. <laughs> and and she wakes up and he's like, did you like it? And she's like, I think I did. What? what? <laughs> yes, birthing a whole new rape generation. But, right? Thanks, John Hughes. That's disgusting. Rest in peace. Another reason why <laughs> this is not the best Hughes movie. Yeah. Soundtrack. Oh, I like this Not as good, though, as the Breakfast Club soundtrack. Okay, true. But I do appreciate what he does, not not with the traditional soundtrack, not with the pop song, the 80s pop songs. Oh, my God, are there some horrible songs. Yeah, they're they're The last one that plays before the credits Uh when uh, Jake Ryan shows up at the wedding in his Camaro. Oh, yeah. I I, I almost brought that in as a clip to play, (laughs) but I don't don't want to lose listeners by playing that on the podcast. But uh, I like like, what he does. Oh, you came. I did. Totally come. (laughs) I so totally came. (laughs) Um, more Scott Pilgrim references, uh, but uh, the uh, th- the little. Do you like when he when he like points it out for the listening audience? I do because well because <laughs> now you can go back last week and listen to all of the. Whatever. We've been you referencing it before we did that episode. That's true, but now I have something to point to. Episode number one. Is it true? Whatever it is. Ah uh, ha 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 ha. <laughs> I'm talking about the other songs. I know this. He uses that like, song's in this movie. That's why I was bringing it back. Oh uh, no! Oh, oh I know. Uh, but guys, I'm, I was bringing it back because that song's <laughs> in. <the> movie. <laughs> I know what you. I see what you did there. He uses a theme guys. Song. Joe was referencing what I did. Shut the fuck up. He uses TV show. Wait, theme you don't like songs. when I keep you from getting your point? He uses like Twilight Zone. I talk with in tandem with you. <laughs> we just have two different conversations going on simultaneously. Uh, he uses the Twilight Zone. It's theme. like the prison sex of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> that is our new tagline. <laughs> Editing bay. When he's wa- when she's walking up the stairs and she sees the feet of the grandparents that are there yeah. for the wedding and they're using the Twilight uh, Zone theme. They use the Peter Gunn theme uh-huh. when we're at the dance and we see the wall of flower nerds. Uh, the wallflower of nerds, I should say. Uh, the Dragnet theme when Anthony Michael Hall approaches uh, uh, Caroline. Uh-huh. Uh, and then finally the, the Godfather theme when they're at the wedding. And the... Uh, <laughs> the uh, the husband to be that oh, nobody God, likes, so who's constantly I'm in the business sh- of video arcades, <laughs> laundromats, <laughs> just constantly chain smoking. Yeah, how her dress didn't get set on fire during the last scene when she's all passed out on uh, or, or, or drugged up on uh, ho- tranquilizers? Dude, I have no idea. I love that guy who plays her fiance though. He is kind of fun. He's like sleazy. He's in a bunch of John Hughes movies. He was the janitor in The Breakfast Club. Is that the same guy? Yeah. No. I am the, the eyes guy? and ears of this institution, my friend. Yeah. I had no idea that was that That's same him. guy. And he's also in Weird Science. He's one of the guys at the bar. Oh. He's got that laugh. He pulls that laugh out again. Interesting. Yeah. Let's go back and watch those. We should we'll watch Weird Science sometime. I love that movie. I do like that movie as that well. That movie, that's a movie that I have watched frequently. And that I holds think, up? I think, I think a lot of it still holds up. Interesting. And the thing is, with, with Weird Science, it's also a movie that kind of loses its way story-wise, where yeah. it kind of goes into left field. But it still works for that movie because it's a movie about a fucking woman who's created with a computer. Yes. It loses me, however, at the end when they're trying to outrun electricity in a car. Yeah. Pretty sure that's not scientifically sound. <laughs> Pretty sure you can't outrun. Why? They did it in Back to the Future. <laughs> you know what? When I was watching that again, too. Also, let's talk about Back to the Future for a second because, okay. yeah, they know the exact uh, time, the, the exact minute uh-huh. that the lightning is going to strike, but there's a wide... Oh yeah, there's 60 seconds in that minute, uh huh, and they just happen to choose the exact millisecond, the exact millisecond that it hits. They got lucky as fuck. Yeah. A, they didn't science their way out of that like no. Matt Damon did in Martian. 
I didn't watch that movie. Matt Damon is the Martian. Is <laughs> Doc Brown <laughs> in the remake? He could do it. Ben Affleck is Marty. Uh huh. Where, where are we going with this? I don't know. I, oh, I lost my. I went back to Trick or Treat. Here we go. Here <laughs> are my. So Anna Paquin is actually <laughs> a werewolf. <laughs> Um, what else? Okay, so all right, so she's the next horrible person because she uh, gets drunk and uh, basically cheats on her boyfriend with somebody she didn't even know. Yeah. Um, but, but lets herself get into that vulnerable situation. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then almost wrecks a vehicle several times. Yeah. A lot of cars getting wrecked. A lot of cars film. do get wrecked. Which and that's I mean that's kind of indicative of an '80s movie that takes place in Chicago. Like, should, yeah, like, like Blues, the Brothers. Blues Brothers. Uh, you know, <laughs> like the, everyone is fucking wrecking cars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially foreign exchange students, <laughs> like Long Duck Dong, which is the next horrible person. Wait, on my wait, wait! List. You think Long Duck Dong is a horrible person he, in this movie? He, he is right. the victim. He's a victim uh, no in this way. film where the How grandfather, the grandfather, basically makes him an indentured fucking servant. That's they true. talk about that at dinner, where he's like, he does the laundry and, and he, he mows the, the lawn and he does the dishes and he do, and he's treated horribly by them. And then he's he's treated like you know like he's like Molly Ringwald's all put upon because she has to take Long Duck Dong with her to the dance. Yeah, well, wouldn't she doesn't have to hang out with him, and she never does at any no, point hang out try with him. To introduce and there's her to not culture. even there's not even a scene where she's like stuck with him and somebody sees them together. So there's no reason to set that up because it never pays off. Yes. Uh, I would argue that entire character like doesn't need to be in this movie. No, it's He's it's padding. It's padding. It's uh, it's something that someone threw in because '80s was lousy with wacky characters. Oh, however, I know. even though he's unnecessary, mm-hmm. he's one of the most <laughs> memorable characters in this oh, film. Of course, all the all the quotable lines yeah. come from here. Hey, you know, sexy lady. Like the legacy that this movie left in film is mostly Long Duck Dong. Like, that's who people remember the most. That and Anthony Michael Hall with the panties. Nobody remembers really anything else about this movie when it comes to pop culture references. Uh, So Long Duck Dong, I'm okay with. I'm also actually a little bit more put off by Jake because we find out they don't even show this. It's another, like, I hate when movies do this. Long Duck Dong, he's at home, and he's, like, you know, got, like, a, a water he, a water bottle on his head, and, you know, he's trying to heal, and, you know, there's a knock Jake. on the door, and he opens the door, he's, like, screams and closes the door. He's he's scared. Why is he scared? I asked and that you, same question. And then you find out in the scene, he's like, you know, you you punched me out. He's like, yeah, but that's because you grabbed my nuts or something like that. Yeah. We never see that Thank happen. Thank you. I paused the, the movie, and I turned to Jenna, and I was like, what? Where was I? Did I miss when that? He, basically, we're She's supposed like, to believe that when he jumps out of the tree on him and says, hey, sexy girlfriend, I guess. and then jumps down but on we him. But we never see it. That but was never way too specific uh-huh. for us to make that connection Yeah, that same issue. And uh, oh, movies well. do that all the time, and it fucking pisses me off. Although I do like how that uh, conversation plays out. She w- where she, she went to go get married? Get married. <laughs> married? Married. <laughs> and then closes the door. <laughs> I'm doing it like I'm Schwarzenegger. Married? She's getting married. <laughs> married. <laughs> Come, come, get to the chopper. Get to the church. <laughs> to get to the church on time. Uh, yeah, so he, he's fun, but um, really all the comedy comes from the fact that he's tiny and Asian, right? And there's a gong every time Dude. they reference Long Duck Dong. Is that racist? Uh-huh. Yeah, very. I mean, it's incredibly racist. Uh, it's incredibly racist. It is, isn't it? I'm, uh-huh. tr- I'm trying to justify it somehow because it's just a gong. <laughs> But yeah. they keep coming back to it. Yeah, Joel. And it's just like when people, they just I do know, this. I, I mean, it's, it, it starts like that. I it know. starts like that. It's 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 harm. It's, no, it's, it's harmful. <laughs> no, <laughs> Joel. It's harmful. <laughs> it's, it's harmful. I mean, obviously you can't get away with that. And I'm, I'm trying to justify it because 
I, I laughed every time it happened. The the only thing that was I feel bad about the it. The only thing that would have made that better though is if Long Duck Dong had just left town with a new girlfriend. Like to see him win and then leave town, like, sure. that would have been awesome. Right. For him to get like kicked on the ground by the old grandmother I know. and end up being beat up at the end, mm-hmm. I don't like that. I don't like that but, uh, that that resolution but, for the Long Duck Dong But character. he's not a victim. I know you're trying to he's paint him as a victim a because victim. he's in danger turvitude, but he he acts out. He lashes. He, he fucking wrecks their car. He takes it on a joyride. Yeah, fuck them. No. <laughs> they treat him like shit. So the, and so exacting revenge is okay. If they the treat him like justified. shit. They treat Molly Ringwald's character like shit. You mm-hmm. know, they take her fucking bedroom and and then they like they they make her feel like fucking insignificant like like she's just a little girl like both both sets of grandparents. They yeah. you know, they treat her like she's still a little baby. And that's you know, that that's thoughtless. Yeah, but they don't deserve to have their their sure they do their main mode of transportation. Why not? They're Sullied. assholes. They're all assholes. No, they the were grandparents nice. are major assholes. The grandparents were just looking out for Molly Ringwald's well being. They thought she had a stalker. They were, they were put an if they end were looking it. out for her well being, they would have let her sleep in her own fucking bedroom. Eh, blame the parents for that. You They're the ones no, who are in charge and, of. And uh, you know what? Maybe this out maybe the rooms. this strikes a little too fucking close to home. I, I can sense but that. When I was a kid, this is the first time I've been to Hawaii twice. Lay down on the couch, Joe. Been to Hawaii twice, both trips. Are not fucking banner moments in my oh, life. Oh, really? The oh, first yes. time we went, though, I know about this. First time we went with my parents. It was it was my uh, my sister, mm-hmm. myself, my mother, and the man who would end up becoming my first stepfather. Mm-hmm. Went to Hawaii, and they got a two bedroom condo. I slept on the fucking couch. What? I slept on the couch for two weeks. Is it was it a money in, issue in fucking Hawaii? No, there just weren't enough. There weren't beds. They got there was one bedroom, and that's where my mother and this guy slept. Yeah, and then there was the other bedroom, and I was told, well, it, you, it's your sister. Was it like the, a mishap a, at the front the, desk? The woman, the a girl, the girl should get a, a bedroom. And I'm like, well, can we just trade on and off? Yeah, like, exactly. Every You're other there night? for a week or something, I'm right? There, I was there for two weeks, Joe. Oh, Jesus. You slept on the couch for two weeks? I slept on the fucking couch for two weeks. Spring for an air match Watching Raiders of the Lost Ark over and over and over well, again. That part's not so because bad. That w- we had like a rental service. Like you could rent certain movies. And so that was the one we got. And they oh. never changed them out. Like uh, he, well, I was, uh, he was like, oh, don't worry. I'll, we'll change them out because we're in Hawaii. We're not going to spend a whole lot of time inside. But we did. We, uh. I, we spent a lot of fucking time inside waiting for this drunk asshole to get off the fucking couch uh, or get out of bed and like, let's go do something. Wow. Uh, no, that trip sucked ass. Uh, yeah. What and, was the other time? And having to, th- I don't want to even get into the other time. Was it, the, was it on Oceanic the, Flight no, no, 12? No, 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 no. It <laughs> whatever the, that was. Uh, it was the, the ex-fiance. Mm. And so, uh, fun time. I haven't heard that story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Next week on the editing day, <laughs> Joe unloads his dirty <laughs> laundry. <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, that I was stuck on the couch, and so when we got to that point where it was like, <laughs> where her brother is like, it looks like you're in Couch Central, baby, or, or, or he said something along those yeah. lines. She's like, well, where am I supposed to sleep? Looks like you're in Couch Central. Mm-hmm. Like I got pissed. I was like, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> the grandparents could go to a fucking best western for a night. Why is it all necessary that they all live in the house? For one night. For hijinks, that's what it is. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's and the thing is that's not what's important to this story. Mm-hmm. The important thing about this story is that her family, her core family forgets that it's her birthday. When you add the grandparents into it, that's just a whole mess. You don't need all that. Think about how this movie could have played out without the grandparents. Just like fucking what would have played out with uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark if Indiana Jones hadn't stopped the Nazis. They would have gotten the fucking Ark, opened it, and all died. 
Like that that's what would have fucking happened. So without the grandparents all of the shit in this movie would have still happened they the way that it happened. They would have all died. This is, this they would have all died. A bleak ending. Eventually, grandparents died. That is true. Actually, in fact, grandpa, those are all dead, actually. Gran- grandpa Max is, uh, is passed away. Oh. No, I think they are. Yeah, I think they're all, they're all passed away. But they're all dead, Jim. That's not what's important right now. <laughs> what's important is they were unnecessary. You talk about how Long Duck Dong was unnecessary mm-hmm. to the story. At least he brought some levity. These people did not. They were characters that were unnecessary in the course of this film. I do like the scene when uh, they think Jake Ryan is 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 a predator, prank calling them, yeah. and they have uh, and then they're they're just waiting. She's got the phone on her chest, uh-huh. and then when it rings, she's like, "I'll handle this." Uh-huh. I don't know. They were cute. Yeah, and they were. And I won't call them assholes. They were uh, no, they victims were, uh, of their circumstances. Assholes. Yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> who else is not an <laughs> asshole in this movie? Uh, well, we got the Anthony Michael Hall character. We, uh, we, we talked him. about it. We He's touched nice. on that. We, uh, I the, tell you, the the Joan Cusack character is the national. She is the one. She gets out unscathed. Yes, she does. She is a victim. So she's got the headgear on the entire. <laughs> she's got a neck brace on. Uh, it, that's what it is. The neck brace, and every time we see her, it's just a series of unfortunate events. Her attempting to do something totally normal and mundane. She's very lemony snicket. Drinking out of a uh, water fountain. <laughs> And uh, like, I like how she wipes her mouth with the, with the bottom of the dress. She's got a dress on her shirt. <laughs> I like that. And she wipes her mouth, and then underneath she, it, you see like the legs, legs of the dress. Uh, it's uh, clever. It's so funny. It's like one of those aprons you wear. Yeah. That has like the fake penis underneath them. Yes, oh, I love this. I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about, Jeff? Have you ever heard of this? Jeff knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> except that wasn't a fake penis. All right, I'm gonna move on. Um, so I like the way I, I liked I liked their use of music, the theme songs to accentuate. He does that in a lot of his movies. Yes, did he it does. In Ferris yes. Bueller's, uh, did it in the Breakfast Club, Breakfast Club, Weird Science. Uh, so I can't <laughs> complain just, about the music. He just nods his head. He's like, oh, "That's all I got. That's good for oh, radio." Nod, nod your head. <laughs> I have nothing else to add to the music. Huh. Uh, not a fan. I noticed Jimmy Jimmy Iovine, Iovine, however you say that guy's name, uh-huh. who's uh, now at Apple running the Beats department. That's right. Uh, was in charge of picking out the songs. So he's to blame. So uh, who the fuck is calling Jake's dad's car at midnight? We're <laughs> right out of the car phone. Do you remember that? Like yeah. somebody called the car phone and they answer and like, oh, sorry, he's, he's like, not no, here right now. Mister So and So isn't here right now. Like it was a business call. Like guys, I don't know if you know this. Like back in the eighties, like if you had a car phone, it's kind of a big deal. You never fucking used it though. Like it was for big emergencies. Yeah, it's like the bat phone. It was expensive as fuck to use a car phone. Yeah, I remember. And uh, no, some some assholes calling Jake's father on a phone, and that doesn't even come back into play at all. Somebody calls his phone though in the car, and then later on, Ted's friends call him on the car phone. How he got the number, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, how did he know he was in that car? That's a good point. It's it's all because it's convenient for mm-hmm. the movie that they were trying to make. Uh, what else? Also, nobody ever sleeps in this movie. It seems no. Never seen anybody passing out. Everyone's and they all refer to everything tail. as today. They refer to everything as what happened today. Like, Jake comes downstairs, and I'm assuming it's the next fucking day at this point. Yeah, yeah. And he uh, basically he clears off the table, and there's Anthony Michael Hall underneath the glass table. Uh, and <laughs> and so they sit down. They have some martinis and stuff, and he tells them about his girlfriend, and then puts her in the car, and Anthony Michael Hall drives off, and it's still fucking nighttime. Like, who left the... Like, when did everyone leave the party? And what time... What fucking time is this? <laughs> this movie would have really benefited from, like, a time... Like, a 24, like 24. time code. Like, dude, dude, this is what time it is now. This is what's going on. Because everybody just exists in their own fucking just weird wheel of Doctor Who timey-wimey yep. yep. stuff. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, no, it would have fallen apart if you would have known. Um, and in- inconsequential, ultimately. Yeah. Because it ends with a big wedding scene, and who doesn't like weddings? Especially when the bride is hopped up on, what did she take, uh, muscle relaxers? Uh, was it muscle relaxers or yeah. was it sleeping pills? No, it was muscle relaxers because she yeah. says, you're just supposed to take one. She says, how many did you take? <laughs> I took four. God. And uh, so the 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 ensuing scene is 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 funny as she's trying to. Uh, it's make that, her way that down actress the aisle. finally gets like a moment to shine in this film, right? And yeah. that's a really great bit of physical comedy because she's just like the bitchy older sister up until that point. Yeah, and uh, I love her. <laughs> she tries to sit down in the pew. <laughs> she's excuse me. I just need, <laughs> I just to, take, I need to take a break. <laughs> I just need to take a break. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I, yeah. Even as I'm I'm recounting it. Oh, God, there's that line <laughs> where they talk about how, like, she's having her period. We don't want everybody in the church to know. Right. And the groom looks over and he's like, huh, I bet a lot of people feel stupid now thinking we had to get married. Right, Padre? Or he says something along those lines. Yeah. I thought that was a funny line. And the uh, the Bill Murray. No, what's the, his father's name? Uh, Doyle Murray. Doyle, Brian Murray. Doyle Murray. Brian Doyle Murray uh, gives a, a, a disapproving look. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I enjoyed the wedding scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, again, didn't need to... This just feels like a movie that should have ended in a wedding, uh-huh. because this it's, it's that type of. This movie Asian should movie. have ended at like, like she should have woken up. Like there shouldn't have even been a wedding. There didn't <laughs> need to be a wedding. I get that why the wedding exists on paper. The wedding exists so that way the parents have an excuse for why they forgot the birthday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's fine. That's okay. Uh, I, we've got like the school dance. I don't think we needed the school dance. I think that you fix a lot of problems with this movie if you stop putting it in this. Like th- this weird twenty-four hour window. Yeah, if you, if I, you take it out of that and you let this movie take place over the course of like two, three days, mm-hmm. let it take place over like three days. Not like that. And that like maybe it starts the day before the birthday, mm-hmm. and then there's the day of the goddamn phone. <laughs> then the day of the birthday, yeah. and then the day after, which is the you know the wedding or whatever. It's like Independence Day. Take your time with it though, because you tried to rush this story. Yeah, you've got so much shit happening. Yes. Like, you've got her birthday, everybody forgot her birthday, and then it's class, and then there's a dance, and then there's a party after the dance, and then mm-hmm. there's the the wedding. Too much. You're, you're fitting too much into... Set it up. Yeah. Set it up slowly. Like, hey, tomorrow night's the dance, and it's your birthday. Hey, da-da-da-da. You know, like, really, really flesh it out. It gives you an opportunity to flesh it out so that way you're not trying to, to, to cram so much yeah. in to make the story seem funnier or more full. Instead, it was a bunch of empty calories. And also make... The Jake Ryan character seem a little less pervy if yeah. he has time to think about. Oh, this girl's kind of cool. Be a good guy. Like now have us understand why. Yeah. Oh wow. You know. Maybe he's, he's now he's interested in her, in her class and he's trying to get up the nerve to talk to her in school and that's kind of cute. You see his side of it instead of just being like a booty call, which is basically what he tries to do to her. What you want to do with it is almost play it a little bit more like Mean Girls, mm. where the the crush the crush isn't taken. The crush isn't seeing somebody. He did see somebody who's still very like aggressive about trying to keep her hooks into him, mm-hmm. but maybe have him available. Right. So that way... He's not an asshole. He's not an asshole. No, I totally agree with you. Everyone is an asshole in this movie, and yet I still kind of enjoy it. Yeah. Because it, it totally played into the nostalgia. I, I, I love high school. What Joe, what is it about... And I don't know if it's just Americans. It's the fact that you want to fuck high school girls. No, no, no. I'm talking about we all kind of romanticized that time in our life. Well, if you enjoyed it. Even if you didn't. I did. No, I enjoyed it. I had a great time in high school. Me too. I loved high school. Um, you know, when I first started going to school, and, and that was, you know, that was a big move. I moved from New York here to Texas. And so that was kind of a big change. And so when I first started high school, it was a little rough. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had people that wanted to fight me because I was a Yankee. 
<laughs> apparently that war was still happening. <laughs> it's so stupid. Uh, but then when we got over that, it was like maybe the second half or the last the last little bit of freshman year and then starting off in sophomore year, mm-hmm. suddenly like everything evened out, everything was cool. Um, and it went from, you know, I, I was the guy that had played on the football team for the first season uh, in, the, in the freshman season. Mm. Uh, and ended up getting kicked off the team. But at least I, I had that connection. I had those friends that yep. were involved in football. Uh, and then after that, I got into theater. And that kind of suddenly, I got along with, like, everybody in school. I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, you know, I didn't really have, like, I had my friends. Mm-hmm. I had Jay. I had Ralph. Uh, you know, I had my high school friends and my tight crew. But for the most part, I got along with everybody. I was kind of that guy that got to, like, I was able to migrate from table to table in the cafeteria or whatever. I got along with everybody. I see that. And so high school was fun for me, especially once I finally got to senior year. And by that point, I got all of my required courses out of the way. And it was basically just a year of electives. (laughs) That's awesome. That I I just, I didn't even really need to go to, but I just kind of had to go. Yeah, there were a lot of skip days. A lot of senior skip days. Uh, And so that was, senior year was fucking great because I didn't have any pressure. Now, if I was smart and looking back on it now... I'd have maybe taken some fucking honors <laughs> courses College or something. College electives, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I didn't. I fucked up. Yeah, well. Uh, and, and, but it was fun. And so, no, I get what you're saying about that. Like, there is, you know, when you think back, to think back on high school, there's definitely, like, rose-colored glasses. Absolutely. But to be objective about it, I think that that's, you know, <laughs> I, I think that I would have a great time if I was able to do that whole cliche, like, if I could go back. Oh, everybody. W- well, I think I'd have a great time. Even the people even, who didn't have a good time want to go back and even, do it right. Even if I just did everything the way I did it before, yeah. I'd probably still have a really good time. I think so, too. Yeah. I would totally do that, which is why I kind of enjoy this movie, because it takes you back there, those feelings of having crushes, be crushed on, being awkward, uh-huh. not knowing how to ask a girl for her panties. <laughs> if I had a nickel. <laughs> He's, he's got some balls on him. Yeah. I don't mean that literally, but like he, he, he just sure flat does. out is asking well, her to have I sex mean, Joel, and to kiss her. You know how, how expensive floppy disks are? <laughs> <laughs> and and 12 of them to boot. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 to boot disks? <laughs> oh. Yeah, wow, I didn't even mean to do that on purpose. Nicely done. On so I, I still I still enjoy this film yeah, because uh, it's fun and it's innocent and, uh, yeah, everybody's kind of an asshole. But isn't that what high school is about? Being selfish. And, yeah. and you know, as as high schoolers, and I've had – I can't remember who I had this talk with, but, like, in high school, like, kind of everyone's an asshole. Like, everybody's yes, because you're kind obsessed of with your own, your own yeah. id. Yeah. Uh, it's all about, like, what I how, – how to navigate in this social and you're concerned about yourself. That's right. And There's uh, there's definitely a lack of objectivity and, and empathy when yeah. you're in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it, it, it speaks to that. I still didn't really enjoy this ride. No, uh, no, I just I didn't. I, it, I can, I I I can pinpoint why I liked it when I was a kid, and I think that it is definitely one of those movies that's kind of important to like the development of of the, someone who's from that time. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you grew up in the eighties, this this is pretty important of a film because it kind of speaks to 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 to, to coin a phrase that you pull out once in a while. The time Cinema capsule. Cinema Verite? Cinema Verite to you. <laughs> uh, it's the time capsule. You know, it, it definitely it speaks to that time. Uh, if I were to show this movie to my little sister Amanda, mm-hmm. it probably wouldn't play quite as well. You don't think so? Because no. even though the, the, the setting is different and the clothing is different. I think it's different. I think every, I The think, archetypes are I still the same. I think culture is different, though. I think the way we communicate with each other is different. True, yes. But and even then, there are still some funny... 
one-liners in no, here. No, I'm not scenarios. saying that there aren't. I'm not saying that there aren't. I'm just saying that the story probably wouldn't speak the same way to my little sister who, yeah. who was born in 90. We've certainly... It wouldn't speak the same way to her as it does to us. We're certainly more sophisticated moviegoers nowadays, yeah. and we expect more. Did you see the Emma Stone movie, Easy A? I love that ago? movie. That's a great that's a great. Love film. that movie. That's, that's what... Were John Hughes born in the 90s yeah. uh, instead of, I guess, 70s? That was a fantastic film. Those are the types of movies he would have been making. Really good movie. The only thing that I have a problem with in that movie is I feel like Emma Stone's parents are like way too affable. Yeah, they're, they're, they're uh, way too affable. They're too clever and too like hip. And they, they have nobody's an unusual like relationship with, their, yeah. uh, with her parents. But their parents. it's still fun. It's still super fun. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, so what do we like about EZA? Uh, what I liked <laughs> what about EZA right? was the pocket full of sunshine. <laughs> I got a pocket, got a pocket full of sunshine. The most adorable Emma Stone has ever She's been on great. film. Like, I know. It's seriously, that whole sequence with the pocket full of sunshine card mm, yep. is my favorite Emma Stone movie moment still. Ooh, more so than in Crazy Stupid Love? Yeah. When they're talking I've about never seen move. Crazy Stupid Love. <gasps> Joe, you've never seen Crazy Stupid Love? Not between oh. now and when I've just said that I yes, haven't seen Crazy Stupid Love. what is Stupid. getting added to my list, sir. That my is, uh, kiss? <laughs> because your kiss, <laughs> your kiss. He's on my list because you're kids. That's a great film. You should watch it. Uh, okay. The end. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all I have to say about this movie. I still think it's enjoyable. Yeah. yeah I, and I think the audiences agree and critics alike. 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Critics, 85% with audiences. Nice. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, <laughs> what did 16 Candles do right, Joel? Again, I think it's uh, it's just one of these these period pieces where, uh, <laughs> no pun intended, where uh, it, it, it takes you back. It's nostalgic, and there's some funny characters. And every, you knew all of these people in your high school, right? Yeah, you knew a Jake did. Ryan. You yes, knew an you Anthony Michael Hall. You knew a Ted, yeah. You knew uh, a, a Long Duck Dong. Maybe not. <laughs> I actually did know Long Duck Dong. Yeah, you did. So, <laughs> that's what they called me. That was my nickname. No, it wasn't. Your nickname. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I, it, it, it was, it's, it's firing on all cylinders, and it's still an enjoyable watch. If you, if you don't dissect it, if you don't think about what horrible people some of these uh, characters are, uh, and the implausible scenario of them actually forgetting her birthday, uh-huh. even though it's a day before the wedding, I feel like that would have been made a bigger deal of. Yeah. Um, and it's still enjoyable. It's right? funny. It's 90 minutes. What do you want? It felt like three hours. No. It felt like a three-hour Incorrect. Uh, no, what I think 16 Candles did right was that it, it does have that John Hughes feel. It, it You know, it's a John Hughes movie. And whether or not it's the most John Hughesian, uh, you know, that's up for debate. But it definitely has that John Hughes approach, that John Hughes feel. Uh, you can tell a John Hughes movie, whether it's been written or directed by, right. uh, just by the way that the characters interact with each other. It's that writing, that dialogue that characters have back and forth. You know, that that in particular, the scene with Anthony Michael Hall, Ted, and the Jake character, it, it, it skirts that line. It gets awful close to that whole, kids don't talk this way to each yeah. other. But it doesn't quite go over that line. It's sure. still believable. You know, you still get that someone like Anthony Michael Hall's character is maybe, even though he's dorky and doesn't know how to present himself to other people, mm-hmm. uh, at least in, in, a, in a favorable light, uh, that he would have this weird, like, maturity, though, mm-hmm. and understanding. Even though he can't apply that himself, he would have that kind of wisdom from being the guy that watches other people yeah. and how they interact with each other. I like that. Kinda I like that that dialogue, and I like his approach. You kind of see the seeds of uh, a Breakfast Club being yeah. sowed in this movie. Well, you know, like when they first met, Anthony Michael Hall and Molly Ringwald didn't like each other. Oh, I, I was really? reading the trivia on this Interesting. movie. Uh, they didn't like each other at all. 
And so John Hughes took them to like a mall and then and they went to a, a, a music store and suddenly found out that they had a whole lot in common. Like they liked Aww. a lot of the same music and then they became like friends after that. Oh, yeah, yeah, because that scene with them in the car is very genuine. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I feel like that they, they liked each other offset. Yeah. So that yeah. probably wasn't the first day of shooting. They got they got That's to that point. Telling me. Yeah, you cannot have that scene be the first your first bit. Like No. Here you go. Heavy. Yeah. Go ahead, kids. Uh what did Sixteen <laughs> Candles do wrong? Uh it's tough. There's there's a little nitpicky things here and there, but as long as we're reviewing 80s movies, the 80s music is always going to be uh, a downfall for me, and especially that last song that's being played is Molly Ringwald wearing pink. Oh, what a surprise. She gets to wear pink in this movie. He's like, make a wish. Is she ever not wearing it pink? It already came it true. It already came true. She even talks about how she wants a guy to wear pink. Yeah? Does she yeah. in this film? We talked about the Bechdel test uh, oh, yeah. last week. Last week. Um, and they kind of even though i gave john hughes some credit about mm. how he can speak with the female voice uh, on the page like one of the first interactions she has with her friend in this movie mm-hmm. like they break all the like it's like they're talking about a guy it's about a guy and yep. that's it, all she's obsessed that's with that's all she's obsessed about is this dude mm-hmm. and and i was like wow this is this is a little bit rough the other female character caroline same mm-hmm. thing she's kind of she's certainly not a a heroine she may be on heroin, but she's not a heroine. Uh, and then, of course, the uh, the the big sister, who's kind of bitchy to begin with. Yeah. Uh, and the sole purpose she serves in this movie is to get married, to That's be right. uh, handed off to a man. Uh-huh. So, yeah, this yeah. movie does not pass the Bechdel test. No, it doesn't. Good call. Uh, is that what it did wrong for you? It, it's That's part of what it did wrong for me. I think what... Ultimately, it's that it, it stretches a fun idea that makes a good sitcom premise for, like, an episode. It stretches that to 90 minutes. A lot of and padding. It, it does not need to be stretched this far. I mean, you needed to do a little bit more work. It, do a little bit more work to kind of to construct this story. Yeah. This was uh, this was a little careless in its writing. But the fact that it's being stretched by Long Duck... That's <laughs> 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 not what I want to say. Long Duck Dong and uh, Joan Cusack and all these little side characters makes it a little more palatable, yeah. in my opinion. Okay. But I hear you. If we were to remake 16 Candles today... 16 Candles... I mean, you've been like chambering that one for the But you know what? Episode. You know, And what's great about this movie? They waited until the credits to roll so, it to out. To roll that song. They didn't yeah. blow their load early. And uh, if we were to remake that today, mm-hmm. how are we going to do it, Joel? I started with the grandpa and grandma, the ones that are- I uh, didn't. I, I recast four people. Uh, okay, that's why I started, but then I, I just started adding more. Uh, Jenna, she is responsible for half of this recast, but she had a good idea. How about Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo? Wow. <laughs> As the uh, Christmas vacation parents. Didn't John Hughes write the short story, that's Vacation right. 58, that that's right. became National Lampoon's vacation? Absolutely right. Nice connection. I didn't right. even think about that. Uh, I did John Cusack, who is uh, the the nerdy friend of uh, uh, what's his name? Yeah, uh, Anthony Michael Hall. How about uh, Jamie Bell? You know Jamie Bell? I do. Young yeah, actor. And then for Joan Cusack, he was in the new Fantastic Four movie. Oh, is he? Is, yeah, oh, he is, is the is, thing. Is, is he? Yeah, oh, he was the thing. Poor guy. Joan Cusack uh, wearing the neck brace. How about Ellen Page doing that role? Love it. Pulling on a little Juno. Uh, for the father, uh, you need. Somebody who, who can who can have that one scene. You're casting somebody for that one scene where uh-huh. he says, you know, that's why they call him crushes. They hurt. And I could see Steve Carell doing that, having yeah. a nice heartfelt moment with his daughter. <laughs> Not screaming or anything. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Full uh, Chest full of hair. No! Ginny, no! <laughs> the, br- the bride, the big sister to uh, Molly Ringwald. 
how about Jennifer Lawrence in that role? Okay. Just so that she can do the the, the, the bit at the end. Yeah, where yeah. she's just walking down the aisle. Oh, she would be so adorable. I doing mean, we've that. seen her at the Oscars trip up the stairs. Yeah, there you go. She's already she was auditioning for it. Uh huh. Long Duck Dong. Um, in in an attempt to get away from being racist towards Asians, maybe racist <laughs> towards racist Indians, and uh, gonna cast uh, the guy's name is Kunal Nayar, who is Raj from Big Bang Theory. He's okay. a little older, but uh, finding young minority actors is hard. Trust me, I've been on Craigslist. Caroline oh, is uh, she's the 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 girlfriend, right? Kind of uh, she gets around. She's not yeah, a very nice yeah, yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. Um, I could see Chloe Grace Moretz. She's getting about that age where she could play the the headstrong, uh, confident filled. Did you see her get pissed Caroline. off at the media? No, what happened? Uh, well, because she's doing Neighbors too. Okay, and uh, I guess. She did some kind of bikini scene or whatever. They just filmed a bikini scene with her. Yeah, it's too young. Like, she for that? She's eighteen. Is she? Yeah. All right. And so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> look, I was I was holding back. Jeff's the one who gives the approving nod. Wow. Uh, but Probably. no, like you know, because she was like, you know, I just wish that people would focus more on my acting and not my body. Yeah. Well, get ready for a lifetime of that. Yeah, I know, right? Welcome to adulthood. Yeah. I'm up here. Hello. Uh, how about <laughs> for the Jake Ryan character? Uh, you need somebody who's bland, who's charisma free. Dude, this guy was a horrible actor too. He was, he is he awful. He was so bad. How did he get cast in this movie? For because, his looks, because he looked good. Because he's a dreamboat. In fact, that was another thing that was on the IMDb site that he they almost didn't go with him for this actor. They shouldn't have gone with him. Uh, Viggo Mortensen. This auditioned Viggo. for this role. <laughs> Why am I drippings with goo? Uh, no, they went with him because even though he didn't have a good audition, the casting director was like, he still looked dreamy. He mm. looked really, he was handsome and dreamy, and so we cast him instead. And Ali Sheedy was originally up for the role of Samantha. Oh, she would have been adorable. I love Ali Sheedy. I know. Well, that's fine. She got her, she got her due in uh, Breakfast Club. Uh, so also somebody who uh, is a pretty face, but not that great of an actor. Doesn't seem like he's got a lot going on in his noggin. How about Josh Hutcherson <laughs> yes. from uh, I've, Hunger Games? I've used him to fill roles. Because you can't of this do a movie with Jennifer Lawrence without Josh. <laughs> right? Yeah. Why not? Playing second tier to her again. And then my final two are, uh, of course, Anthony Michael Hall. How about uh, this guy's name? You may not know his name, Thomas Brody Sangster. If I say that, do you know who that is? No. He is, I know Marcus uh, Brody. Marcus Brody. Thomas Brody. Shankster. Got lost in his own museum, eh? I should have mailed it to the Marx Brothers. You didn't bring it with you. <laughs> you, you did. did. You did. <laughs> Junior, it tells me that goose-stepping morons Such like as yourselves should, should try, try reading, reading books instead of burning them. them. Very nice. No, he is Sam, the lo- <laughs> the adorable little lovable boy from Love Actually, uh-huh. who is uh, falling in love with the American yeah. girl, yeah, Sam. Yeah. If you've seen him now, he's kind of grown yeah, up. Yeah, he's a little grown up. And uh, gosh, can't you see him playing? He was Anthony in The Maze Michael Runner. Hall? He's in that movie, The Maze Runner. I I'm think. not familiar with those movies. Oh, my. Molly Ringwald character. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and the one that just came out was like part two, wasn't yeah, it? And yeah. I was like, well, what the fucking part the, one? The I'm deuce. totally not a tweener. Uh, finally, Molly Ringwald character, who uh, the, the 16 Candles was named after her 16th birthday. I always have to set that up. How about Elle Fanning? Or is it Ellie Fanning? Ellie Fanning. Ellie Fanning from Super 8. God damn. She's great in Super 8. She is good. She is good. It's not my favorite Abrams film, but it, it was a fun movie. What is your favorite Abrams film? He's but, only uh, had like three, right? Star Trek, probably the Star Trek remake. Oh, you like that better than Super 8? Yeah. I like Super 8 better. I think Super 8 completely fucking like 
loses itself you know what? in the third act. But, but he admitted that. There was an inter- Did you read that interview nope. that just came out recently? I sure didn't. Because no. you're, you're spoiler free. Huh? Uh-huh. Trying I'm to trying to be. I'm trying to be. I hope I didn't, no, you didn't. steer you, you down didn't. a path. No, you didn't. I felt that bad was, about that. That was fun. That that trailer was fun. It the didn't give away anything. Okay, yeah. good, good, good. How about the TV commercials? Have I haven't watched the TV, the TV commercials? commercials, no. Oh my God, something happens. I'm not going to. No, no, no. Nothing. You're safe. <laughs> what a dick. Uh, <laughs> uh, but Super 8, uh, yeah, he admits in this interview that he, he's doing about Star Wars that uh, he, he, he alludes to the fact that he started making movies before he kind of, before they were ready yeah. to, to come out of that oven fully uh-huh. baked. Yeah. And uh, I think he's alluding to that. And I, I'll concur with that. But okay. I think that movie is uh, greater than the sum of its, it's parts. A, it's a good movie that's a great homage to like the, the Spielberg sci-fi Absolute that we grew up with. Yeah. That's true. But I just don't think it's his strongest film. Nope. Um, who's directing your movie? Uh, Judd Apatow. Judd Apatow. That's a great choice, Thank too. Thank you. Because that guy is pretty much kind of the, he's the John Hughes of today. It kind of is. Just with, he needs an editor. <laughs> yes. Motherfucker needs to not make three-hour fucking comedies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trainwreck right. was good. So I haven't seen that yet. Trainwreck's great. Uh, all right. So I only cast four people. Okay. Uh, starting with, and there's a theme to my casting. Ooh. Ted the Geek, played by another person from the Fantastic Four movie. Oh, no. <laughs> Miles Teller. <laughs> Uh, oh great! Yeah, uh, Long Duck Dong, uh-huh. played by Daniel Day Kim, <laughs> from obviously Sk- from Lost. He was uh, Jin. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Was, wasn't oh, that no. his name yep, in that yep. Jin? Uh, Jake Ryan, mm-hmm. played by Theo James. Who is that? He is the guy that starred opposite my Samantha for this. Okay, Shailene Woodley ah. in the Divergent films. All of oh. those people are in the Divergent movies. Yes, they are, aren't they? Yes, they Nicely are. Nicely done. And this whole thing directed by the director of the movie Warm Bodies, Jonathan Levine. I like that film. I liked it a lot. I I was that just came across my Netflix queue or something recently. Yeah. And it's I, a really good. I film. I need to revisit it. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it again on uh, Valentine's Day. Yeah, it's a great Valentine's it's Day. It's a movie. really good movie, and uh, it's got a lot more going on. If you're paying a lot of if you're paying not even a lot of attention if you're paying a little attention to that movie uh that movie is basically a remake of romeo and juliet with oh it zombies. absolutely is it's oh, there's a balcony scene there's a and balcony everything. scene his he, his name is r and she's julie that's right yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. it's really fun it's got heart it <laughs> literally there are hearts being eaten <laughs> that's right mm-hmm. uh so there you go if you've got any thoughts about 16 candles how you would recast it or thoughts about how we recast it you can go ahead and let us know on facebook again tell you about that go to facebook in the search bar type in the editing bay and that's going to bring up this woman with the bleeding eyes click on that that's our page that's where you talk back to us and let us know all those wonderful things and you can also suggest movies for us to watch in the future yeah we've also got a website right joel in the future marty suggest movies uh, the Editing Bay, no. <laughs> At The Editing Bay is our Twitter handle. Editingbay.com is our website. Uh, if you don't have it memorized by now, you'll never get it because I screw it up and I change it up every week. Uh, but luckily, uh, you, if, you, if, you're, if you happen to stumble upon it, at editingbay.com, you'll find links to our Facebook page. You'll find that link to our Twitter handle. Basically, all things Editing Bay you can find from there is the is the hub and the spokes that fly off of it. Um, <laughs> I'm, 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 where, where are you going with uh, this? I'm just looking for for analogies and metaphors. Analogies. <laughs> Editingbay.com. The end. That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> this is not going on the uh, the demo reel. Clearly. If you uh, if you get our uh, our podcast on your Apple Podcasting app, would really appreciate it if you gave us a rating and a review. 
and so that way, you know, we could we keep talking about it. You, we could do another live show because that would be fantastic. But this time we don't want to have to pay for everything out of pocket because that almost broke us. Uh, like Joel's got a crate of T-shirts that he still has <laughs> that he paid like a million dollars for. Sold another one, though, recently. Did you? Good mm-hmm. for you. That's awesome. To who? To my brother. Oh, good. <laughs> Thank you, Lauren. <laughs> we appreciate you buying a T-shirt. No, I appreciate that. Now all we need are that brother of yours, man. Members. I'm going to tell you that brother of yours promotes us. Yes, he and does. That's very nice of him to and do. Now he'll Thank be a walking so billboard with his fancy Love editing it. bay shirt, which He's I'm very nice man. You I really purchase. wish that you'd pick up some of those like <laughs> these manners that your brother has. I wish you had those. Jeff, cut this part out. Jeff, cut this part out. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, is a great guy. He's a really nice guy. Thanks, brother. Um, Broder. So, yeah, leave us a, a rating and a review on your podcasting app. Uh, and when you're done doing that, go ahead and go to the other Next Wave shows, like uh, My Comic Life with yeah. Jeff and Sam. What are you guys talking about this week? Uh, FX and Marvel Studios are teaming up uh, to create two new shows for Ooh. 2000. Oh, wow. Is that part of MCU? or uh, It's going to be based off X-Men. So, oh, so oh. not really. Yeah, that's cool though. That'll be fun. Uh, so make sure you check that out this week with Jeff, and that'll be tomorrow. Jeff and Sam talking about that. We've also got MVP, the most valuable podcast. Uh, Matthew is back with Danny this week, and they are talking about some football, some wrestling, and they got some other really fun stuff in the works. Don't know if they're going to talk about that or not. Uh, but just make sure you listen to the podcast. Spoiler alert! It's going to be not really. It's a teaser. That's mm. not a spoiler alert at all. Uh, or whatever. It's not, what? Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> Uh, also, if you don't get us on your Apple device, if you have an Android, you can get us with your Podcast Republic or Podcast Addict applications. That's how you can search the iTunes library. All right, so next week, uh, this was a tough one, Joel, because mm. like I have a hard time, and I was talking to Sarah about this, that you know it's hard for me to want to talk about movies and do them like... You know, I don't want to, I want us to do the movies in order. Like, I hate to pick, like, a sequel mm-hmm. when we could talk about, like, the original first. But the thing is... The original's a fucking legend. The original's so good. It's amazing. Okay. And the problem is, with this franchise, Mm -hmm. you had a really good movie, like a fucking really strong, really good movie. Then you had a sequel that came out right after it that was okay. A lot of people liked. In fact, I think it has a higher critic score Mm -hmm. than the original does. All right, so not Ninja Turtles. But then it, like, went into fucking just la-la land and horrid, horrid fucking just abysmal scores on Rotten Tomatoes Back to the Future until three. the sixth movie came out <laughs> what? where suddenly everybody loved it. It was like critically acclaimed. If the fans loved it, what is this? This Star would be Trek? this would be the Rocky franchise. Oh interesting. Yeah. This would be the Rocky franchise. And the thing is like I wish we could watch one, but it's fucking perfect. It's a great movie. Mm. And I wish we could watch watch Rocky Balboa. Because like it's a one. fantastic movie. No, it's a dude. It is a good scene. Like you could yep. watch the first one and the last one and be set. Now the reason I want to do a Rocky movie is because on Thanksgiving, yep. there's a movie called Creed, Creed coming out, and I'm excited as hell for this. And this is uh, where he is training. He's training the son of a- Apollo Creed. Yeah, and it's done. It's going to be directed by the director of Fruitvale Station, oh. which is fucking amazing. A great movie if you haven't seen it. How is Stallone not directing? Uh, Stallone isn't directing it though. Yeah, no, he's but, not directing. But, it, but I think he's got a writing credit. Of course, but he's not directing this. But you know, he's reprising the role of Rocky Balboa again, well, so course. it's kind of a, a little bit of an offshoot, but it looks like it has all that heart. So in honor of this, we're not going to watch Rocky 1. We're okay. not going to watch Rocky 2. Oh. We're not going to watch Rocky 3. We're not going to watch Rocky Balboa. Oh. We're not going to watch Rocky 5. Uh-huh. We're going to watch Rocky 
take on Ivan Drago, oh. the Russian, in Rocky Four. I thought people liked this one. I thought people... People do, oh, and we're good. going to explore... Why the fuck would they do that? Well, you've uh, chosen another film that I haven't seen, so yeah. I look forward to it. I've seen one, two, and one of the ones in between there, but not this one. Yeah. Uh, maybe three? three. Maybe. <laughs> one, one, one of the ones between two and Let's go out on a limb and say four. it probably was. Yeah. So Rocky Four next week uh, uh, right here on the editing bay. I will break you. <laughs> if he dies... He dies. Uh, <laughs> Is Yakov Shmirnov in this uh, uh, Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> they had to find everybody who's even remotely Russian and throw them into this movie. In Russia, uh, ring fight you. <laughs> in, in Russia, you you break... Uh, whatever, fuck it. <laughs> I can't even come up with any, oh, anything well. clever. It's been a long day. All right, so Rocky for next week right here on the Editing Bay. Joel, nice. thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Uh, Jeff, always a pleasure. Yes. See, I twisted it up this time around. I know, you got to keep me on my toes. And, uh, and guys, we'll catch you next week. Thanks. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.